Hello everybody and welcome to WCCF Tech Reviews Talks Discord chat um, podcast, that's the one. And uh, just where are three you, of us today. I don't know where I am, I never know where I am. I'm not drunk enough yet. Uh, with just the three of us today because Kai is going house hunting. And well, he's been dragged out of this house, kicking and screaming. Also, <laughs> we don't talk about that much. And uh, it's got a few simple topics. Oh, go on. Go on, Leto. Uh, I think uh, maybe he just doesn't like us very much. Uh, but he's too shy to screaming, crying. I, I saw the tears. So we've got uh, three simple topics today. It's uh, recent news. We've got State of Play, Sony, and the fact that they didn't really announce anything. Um, EA, um, they've decided to steal all your money if you spent any money on Anthem. And they've also told us that the studios are in charge, which I'm going to explain why that's bullshit later. And then we're just <laughs> going to talk about how Google have just Googled. They've Googled. But uh, we'll start with State of Play, Sony, and uh, Alessio, you can introduce us on that. Yeah, Sony basically dropped uh, a bunch of news. Uh, actually, this week, uh, first of all, they told us uh, they were continuing their uh, program to bring exclusives to PC. Uh, you know, the first one was Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, and oh, now that's there's well, that's stranding, yes, but it's not. It wasn't technically made uh, yes, by yes. Not a, a first-party studio, since Kojima Production isn't owned by Sony, so. So, but uh, how um, uh, also yeah so they're also bringing Days Gone now uh, this spring and uh, we also got a Steam page with the requirements as well so it's it's coming soon and uh, well at least uh, GQ which broke the article uh, with uh, an interview they had with uh, Jim Ryan from Sony they said it's just the first of a whole slate of uh, PlayStation games coming to PC, so that's promising for PC I don't games. I think I'm a bit irritated that Days Gone's coming to PC because I've started playing it on the PS5. Like, <laughs> why? Why do this to me? How is it? <laughs> I, I've, oh, I've considered picking it up. I just, you know, it's free if you've got the PS5. You have a go, PS5. Go, go away, Chris. Go away. I don't like you. <laughs> You do. You love me. Uh, anyway, so that's that's one thing, and uh, it is interesting because uh, Horizon, when they brought it to PC, was three years old, but Days Gone is now two years old almost. So basically, it seems like uh, they might be reducing the delay time between uh, PlayStation and PC releases. Hopefully, yeah. so you know. Maybe in the future uh, we could have uh, maybe not day one releases at the same time, but one year, you know, at least near, yeah. And uh, yeah, six months to a year exclusivity seems to be the trend for the. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, I think Sony is realizing there's just too much money on the PC platform that they. They would be leaving on the table if they don't port games to PC. I think so. they've realized now that Microsoft have made the right move by 
releasing games on both the console and the PC, which I suppose is one advantage. I've got a good PC because I'm not going to lose out on the Bethesda games when Microsoft decide that only Xbox can have them. Hmm. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, there's also the news of uh, Gran Turismo 7's delay to next year, although that was pretty much, uh, you know, likely. It's Gran Turismo. <laughs> We're probably going to see a 2025 release. Yeah. I love the series. It's it's probably my... It's the racing series that I grew up with, and I've played every single Gran Turismo religiously, but I even I know the lately it's well lately the past three releases you can say have been delayed multiple years each and every time. Yeah, oh. I remember. I think with with Gran Turismo three, they said something like they took a couple of weeks to to make one car, and they had hundreds of cars back then. So don't get me wrong, the games are. It's great. It's Gran Turismo. It's never going to be a perfect racing sim, and it doesn't want to be. It's an arcade racing. It's... So unless it's Gran Turismo Sport, that's just shit. <laughs> <laughs> they also announced the new PlayStation VR, which everyone was, you know, knew was coming. But it's good to hear the official word. Although again, it doesn't have any release date yet. So we don't know exactly when it's coming, only that it will be high resolution. It will have uh, some of the optics uh, that are already in the DualSense controller. And also it will have a single cord, so it won't be wireless, but it will have less cords uh, than the actual PlayStation VR we have now. So The reality is that state of play was really quite muted. It, it, the only big announcement is the new PSVR, but we don't know when it's coming. Um, we've got Gran Turismo delayed. Uh, yes, Final Fantasy VII Remake's got a DLC. Is that what Integrate is? DLC? Well, it is a, a new episode uh, with Yuffie as the protagonist. But, yeah, but uh, it's also DLC there. is not really a full game, is it? Yeah, no, it's just a PS5 release with, uh, you know, improved graphics, uh, lighting, uh, that that kind of stuff, shorter loading times. They are also adding photo mode. Uh, But, uh, you know, something that's interesting is I was kind of hoping to to hear about the announcement for PC as well. But uh, maybe maybe they are waiting uh, April because... That's when the uh, like console exclusivity will uh, will expire. So maybe in April they will announce uh, a PC release as well. Hopefully, uh, the biggest news for me didn't even come from State of Play, which would have made it useful for me. But just in a random blog post, they finally announced and Ratchet and Clank was coming. Like, should have saved that for State of Play. That would have been <laughs> the big hitter. I love Ratchet and Clank. I've loved it from day one. Hey, speaking, like, speaking of, aren't they giving that away soon or now by the time the, the podcast? Oh, the old one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the, yeah, the uh, old one. The sort of remake 
Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, they're giving that, that way. It's been part of the part of um, PS Plus before, but this is the different. Just like sort of here's a game, play it, please. Yeah, like play at home thing. Uh, yeah, something which like makes that. sense because we've got Rift Apart coming in June, and that's my game, Alessio. Mine. You know I love it. Okay. You know I'm a Ratchet and Clanker. <laughs> um, no, it's. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank's coming in June. I'm surprised they just let that drop in a blog post rather than just saying, yeah, state of play. Oh, by the way, Ratchet and Clank are coming in June. Finally giving you the date. But yeah, I'm just surprised about that. Yeah, oh, I mean... Wasn't Horizon were... also delayed? Well, that is still a rumor, actually, because... Uh... Uh, Jim Ryan said that they feel good about uh, Returnal and uh, Ratchet and uh, Horizon as games for this year. Okay. But uh, the, the, leaked, the one who leaked, uh, the journalist, uh, I think, from Russia, who leaked uh, Horizon for PC, said he heard that uh, there might be a delay. Uh, it's still a rumor, so... Uh, yeah. We're not sure. Uh, yeah, they... Again, what with everything, we're not really unlocking. and depends where they're making it and the situation in the countries, what with working from home and everything. Who knows? I think I think uh, maybe, you know, they might be targeting like November, but there's also always a chance to slip into February, which is also when they release the, the first Horizon. So it makes sense. Have any questions, Keith? Though you were I'm listening. Be the I'm enjoying. I think, that, I think that's about everything when it comes to the PlayStation, though. It's really uh, not. Yeah. A bad amount. There I were uh, release dates for a couple of interesting games uh, in indie games, but they're uh, pretty pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Kina Oddworld. looks good. Yeah, Kina and Oddworld. Oddworld is coming uh, April sixth. And uh, Kina is coming uh, this August, and uh, they both look quite good, uh, especially Kina. I mean, it's uh, pretty pretty cool from a graphical standpoint, and uh, interesting as well. So, uh, going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, something that that has been discussed as well, not in the state of play is uh, basically Sony's uh, decision to kind of shut down uh, Japan Studio or or rather restructure it around the uh, Asobi Studio. But uh, yeah, basically they are somehow downsizing their Japan Studio, which is weird because they made some, some great games. So, I mean, they weren't su- super successful commercially, but... Uh, they were I think that's the problem. They need to, <laughs> it's just, yeah, making games, making games that are commercially good. And the problem is when you look at what they have made, they well, they haven't really made a massive amount. They've co-developed things like Demon Souls with Blue Point, um, Shadow of the Colossus remake with Blue Point again. And, um, I think the last game they actually made. Outright was Knack 2. Yeah. Maybe. I, in fact, I don't actually know what games that Sony Japan have made outright. 
they made the Knack games, and that's but every other game they sort of developed was in conjunction with another. You know, they acted as a support studio. Yeah, basically. So, but still, the, the uh, only ones that I really remember from them, you've got the um, and because if I read it right, that the Japan studio is just going to be part of Asobi, is it, or something like that? Yeah, something, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were mainly a support developer. Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So sort of the cost effectiveness, they like yeah. The last games they made were Knack and Knack. They Tool, did which... uh, Gravity Rush. That was pretty good. I mean, it was. Yeah, uh, wasn't that a different, di- di- separate team though? Like the Serbs are separate. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a separate team. It wasn't yeah. a Serb. It was, I think, the, the team behind Siren. The yeah. Team Gravity. So I like but... I like the Siren. Though. Yeah, we'll be interesting to see. Like we know, Asobi's going to keep going ahead. I assume they're going to keep that uh, team Gravity or whatever they're called, Project Siren teams. Yeah, Asobi is certainly not going anywhere because uh, between Astrobot and Astro's Playroom, they've been very well received. Uh, yeah, so yeah, be interesting. Yeah, that's about it for Sony. But then you've got another big team, which is... Uh, it's not closed the studio yet. It's not closing anything <laughs> yet, but um, so, uh, we've got EA now, who's telling us that studios have got autonomy. They, they say they've got autonomy, but this is categorically untrue when we hear about everything that's gone on inside. Thank you, Jason Schreer. Um no, look at studios like Bioware. You, I know. Let's all use that one engine, uh, Frostbite, for every game ever, even though it's not designed for anything other than shooters. That's why you end up with shit games, and also why you end up with studios closing and divisions closing. And also, where was the autonomy when you forced? Um, what was it now? We made Dead Space. Visceral. Visceral. Visceral, yeah. When they forced Visceral to add in whatever random shite to Dead Space, yes, that was years ago, but I don't believe for a second when EA say we've got autonomy in studios. And the other thing is that, um, oh yeah, Anthem has been cancelled. It's not actually been released yet. <sighs> That's sad. People have like paid their money for a game which has never been finished. Yeah, that's the problem with that being canceled. Like, I know that we joked about it, the fact, you know, that I'm that weird person who has enjoyed the game when it came out. And I had, but I didn't get swept up in the hype. Hey, look, look, I know that they, they, I I can enjoy the game, but also admit that they thoroughly missed the mark. And it was extremely misleading it to the fans and the people who were, who, who bought into the hype. And they owe those people dearly. And, I personally, they again. I was about to say, at this point, they owe them a refund. They need to just give them all their money back, even if it's origin credit or whatever or something. They owe the people who bought this game because they released the game. They admitted that it was a a, a broken pile of parts. It was a great tech demo, 
I mean, I, I enjoyed flying. I enjoyed the mechanics. I don't remember what the game was even about other than you were in a exoskeleton suit and you were flying around completing objectives. The thing is, I think uh, the, the worst thing about Anthem is that it was supposed to be a highly replayable game. Yes. But it really wasn't. I mean, it had no structure to the end game, no content. Yeah, so, so I finished the story, and then I waited for the update that never came. So that's that's the worst thing. It also stings even more because Bioware was supposed to, to know better than this because they've been running an MMO game with Star Wars The Old Republic for... A decade, almost. Yeah. Bioware magic! And, uh, but basically, the game was developed, uh, I think, in Montreal. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. While the MMO division is in Austin, and basically Austin only took over after uh, the game's release. But at that point, it was basically too late. And, uh, yeah, there was this attempt at uh, Anthem Next, which was... Uh, large scale overall but uh, I, I figure it you know it was just going to to take too much resources and ea just deem it was not worth the effort and uh, yeah i agree with with kit that's sad and uh, it's probably it is misleading to customers in that uh, they were promised a game that would last you know years years worth of content but that's not really what's in there. So it's bullshit because Anthem's been out. It was released like two weeks early in reality. Then it been like the official release date is like the twenty second of February, twenty nineteen, when it was released. Actually, two weeks a week or two weeks before that, if you bought the super duper special early access refund yeah. edition or God knows whatever else. And the problem is, it's two weeks, two two years. Sorry, two years is being out, and there's no excuse when you've got studios that do not have the financial support that EA have got. EA's got billions, or it's worth billions. They've got hundreds of millions of cash. They can afford to develop a game, and as much as anybody wants to criticize games like No Man's Sky. For how that released, they made it into a fantastic game, and they put that time, effort, and money into it, and it pays off. Yeah, and they've made the gold standard for the turnaround. I mean, honestly, if if No Man's Sky can go from what it did to what it is now on the budget that they had in the the studio that they had, no one else has an excuse for not fixing a game. Even if you look at it, like you could easily make the excuse, and people will make the excuse they've got to answer to shareholders. But again, it's so easy to give two two examples of that, and they're both from the same company. And I will criticize Ubisoft all day long, but Rainbow Six Siege and For Honor, both mm-hmm. both games have made billions, and that's because Ubisoft stuck with the game. So EA. Saying that they can't, they don't have the resources, or they don't want to put the resources in. Or it's bullshit. It is absolute bullshit. It's a lie. It and that's 
it's as simple as that. Anybody who tells you that it's resources or they need to balance this or that they can't afford this, it's absolute bullshit. And the people have been scammed. And the problem is, the more games that do this, and I think we're going to see this happen with Avengers from Square Enix, the more big-profile games that do this, the less chance people are going to buy into the absolute nonsense that you know these games can are worth spending any money on. Why buy a game that is unfinished if the studio can't be trusted to finish it? It, it seems like even consumers at this point, the only people that they're even considering games as a service is early access indie developers because they actually care about the game well yeah but we've we keep seeing these triple a studios and these developers and publishers do the 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 games as a service and honestly not many of them are worth their weight in salt i mean see if these has done fairly well as a games of service um but it also it didn't build itself up to be this second coming like some of these other games have. I mean, Marvel's Avengers built itself up for months and months and months as this amazing nonstop thing. And then when it came out, it just, it was cookie cutter. It felt like everything that you've played like it before. And every character felt like just, I don't know. And then you got Anthem and they never deliver on it. The, the and buy, people aren't buying it anymore. They're not. They're not buying it. It's they've been burned too many times by these, these long form, years long games, and hmm. they're more willing to throw twenty bucks at an indie dev that makes a game like Valheim that's in very early access, but people are loving it, and the develop the small team of developers are able to fund their future development of that particular title. AAA oh, studios don't I do that. They get their money and I, they go home and they leave. Three I think or four Valheim's people. made enough now to fund Valheim, Anthem, Avengers, and about five other games. Yeah, but it's, they've done it by <laughs> doing something well. Copies. Well, they've done it by offering up a good starting point. Even Baldur's Gate, sure, it's early access, but there's a solid game there right now. Yeah, and, of course. You know, but you've got to be able to deliver on it, and people have pretty much lost faith in these big studios and these from the big publishers because they feel like and and rightfully so that it's just an easy cash grab yeah so. i mean it annoys me it just annoys me because it's any studio especially a studio i can understand it if an early access game doesn't sell well and they just don't have the funds to finish it i can understand that the ea again they make they make billions, and that's just from selling gambling boxes in FIFA, <laughs> right? So there's no excuse. There's never an excuse, and they know the bad press that's coming with it, and that's why they put out utter bullshit about studios have got creative freedom, which is front of is you know we've got enough evidence to prove that that's bullshit. I suppose the one thing, the only one good bit of news is that Dragon Age 4, which was set to be Anthem with Dragons, is now just going single player only. Yeah. Basically, it seems like 
they have taken a cue from Anthem's failure and also the success of uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was yeah. single player only. And such may- maybe they are realizing that not every game needs to be live service to do well. I suppose the the thing is maybe and. I'm saying that they're lying about internal studios have got creative autonomy, but maybe, just maybe, after EA sabotaged Respawn and, you know, dropped Titanfall 2 in the busiest and most competitive part period ever, you know, just to... And they did sabotage that game. There's still way they would release it in between Battlefield and Call of Duty while not promoting it at all and expecting it to succeed. So... They sabotaged, they sabotaged the game, they bought the studio, and now Respawn's just made it so, like, just a second. You, we developed um, Apex, and it did incredibly well, and that was without any input from EA, and it does seem like Respawn got a bit of freedom when it came to Star Wars. So maybe, just maybe, somebody higher up at EA has finally stopped dipping their head in the big pile of cocaine and realized, oh shit, we can actually make some money to let the professional do the job. Yeah, we can we can only hope. It bewilders me. Pencil pushers yeah. with absolutely no clue over what makes a video game good. And and yes, anybody can mess up on a game. Peter Molyneux made some great games and then he fucked up multiple times. That's so we know that people who do make good games can fuck up. But pencil pushers who are only in it just to look at the books and just like, will this feature make us an extra five million billion? Android Wilson, as some people, as Jim Sterling calls him, <laughs> Andrew Wilson does not know anything about games. He's proven that time and time again. So let the people who make the games make the games. Will work out in the long run. I'm hoping, hoping that Dragon Age does well. And I'm hoping it's a good game, because if not, I think we might end up seeing Bioware getting a bit screwed over. Yeah. Might not see them again. That will be sad. To be fair, they probably deserve it with how the internal management of Bioware has been. But (laughs) it's just bad. There's so many people who can make great games who just don't seem to get the chance to make them. I think that's my rant, <laughs> if anybody wants to talk about EA. Uh, I don't know, but we can we can maybe move on to the even bigger fuck-up at Google. <laughs> <laughs> is, this just, is this podcast just Chris rants? Uh, I think this podcast is just me ranting about companies. In fact, I didn't rant about Sony. I'm just disappointed that they didn't wait to announce Ratchet & Clank, so I could have been like, State of Play was worth it. So yeah, the even bigger fuck up. I'll introduce this again because I love ranting in public. Google, absolute, absolute fucking idiot. And especially when we've heard the recent news that um, what's his name again? Phil Harrison. Yeah, yeah, Phil Harrison. So Phil Harrison in charge of Google's game. Well, I want to say game development side of things, but they didn't develop anything and. Like they spent a shitload right. of money hiring. They spent a shitload of money hiring people. Yeah, got people like Jade, Ray, yeah, yeah, Jade in, and creating studios or one studio 
like for first party development, didn't get anything out. In fact, the studio was closed within a year, wasn't it? Yeah, about a year. So yeah, about a year. That's not even enough time to develop a a small game, especially yeah. modern culture. Yeah, and then, then we also find out they've spent tens of millions each game on games like Red Dead too. And I'm just thinking, my words in the private chat, what we have on the site for the writers of the site was a simple one. So wait a second, they spent tens of millions. To get in a game like Red Dead, so they could fail to sell a game that has already <laughs> sold everything because everybody who wants it's already got it. Yes, that makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, if they if they wanted it to be exclusive, then sure. Yeah. But, but uh, basically, they just funded back the development of the game without even having the exclusivity. I mean, it's it's, it's so dumb. It's, it's baffling. It's it, absolutely baffling. Rockstar were hardly going to say we we need ten million to make it work on Stadia because you don't need to do that much work to it. Single player games. Well, yes, I suppose you could say for Red Dead Online they needed to do something, but not for the Red Dead regular story thing. Lord, oh. who makes these I mean, decisions? I can imagine the. The higher ups at uh, Rockstar and other companies that were offered this kind of money only to make mere ports, they were like, "Sure, sure, sure, I'll get my games on Stadia." <laughs> right. <laughs> As I said, the part that baffles me is that it doesn't really, from from what I'm aware, for a single player game, it doesn't take that much porting. Yeah, definitely he's not. He's not. He's not tens of millions to port it. You're looking probably about tens of quid. Like you, you could probably port it by just giving one one guy a sudden week supply of pork pies and a firm pat on the ass. I mean, Stadia is basically a PC anyway. So who makes who who actually makes these decisions? Games industry. <laughs> Let me give you some advice. If everybody's bought the game already, don't spend tens of millions to get it ported to your not really a new system. It's just streaming. Yes, it requires some extra tech, but it's not tens of millions. You've just paid Rockstar a shitload of heroin money. You've played yourself. Why? What? What's wrong? What's wrong with you, Harrison? How are you still in a job? You go. You go now. Get your card yeah, I mean, and go to the curb. It sounds like they totally bungled their uh, their strategy with Stadia because they should have funded, uh, I think, Stadia-exclusive games, even from yeah. smaller developers, that could showcase actually what the platform was capable of because there is potential in, in cloud compute. I mean, even uh, Microsoft keeps telling, the, telling this and many other developers that you know, it will be possible to make uh, cloud exclusive games in the future that have uh, you know even new features like uh, hundreds of players, hundreds of thousands of players even uh, interacting yeah. at once. So there the is, is they did actually fund a Stadia exclusive game or they paid for one, Guilt, and it's good, decent indie game. So yeah, they did fund. 
few games, but I guess they just couldn't wait uh, a few years to... I don't know. It feels like they rushed it to the market just to be first. Yeah. and uh, But they just didn't have the content uh, ready for it. So they it's paid the what Amazon do, how they learn from this massive fuck-up. Yeah, Amazon is certainly going much slower with Luna. Uh, so it does also help not... that Amazon's actually developed well, one game. They've released one game and then New World will eventually come possibly before I die. <laughs> yeah, now it's uh, now it's coming in August, hopefully. They've said that before. <laughs> I don't know. I uh... I think the past week and the news that's come out has just baffled me. I mean, EA have backtracked on certain things, which is a good sign, but I don't think EA's been good since John Richitello's early days because he was somebody who actually funded, who got new games funded and new decent adventurous games. Mirror's Edge, it wasn't perfect, but I liked it. It was very different at the time. Yeah, and Dead Space, it's like games like that. They did, they did well for for what they were, but then, um, yeah, we, until until they get somebody like John Richtello who's willing to actually let developers be developers, then EA are going to be stuck in the rut where they just gamble. Oh no, they just rely on gambling. And I'm just going to call them Ladbrokes. Yeah, and... I think. Yeah, go on. I think the the best way, if you have money, is just to buy developers who are already established and uh, yeah. let them do their, their own thing, like Microsoft seems to be doing now. You don't. You don't have to spend seven billion on Bethesda, but or Zenimax, but there are again. <laughs> THQ Nordic, or, well, Embracer, as they're called now, they're buying everybody. Just do what they're doing. Buy all the small ones. <laughs> right. And i tell you something. I, I bet somebody wished they'd have bought the developers of Valheim before before last week. Huh, yeah. But Jesus, where that game sold massive? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm playing it now. I'm going to get an early access preview out soon. And it's <sighs> good. It is good. It's. I don't know. It's it's a it's a survival game. I played <laughs> too many, I think, but it's still good. Tell me so something. I, is it a game I can jump into and play for about fifteen twenty minutes at a time and enjoy myself, or am I going to have to sit down for about an hour at a time? You're probably going to have to sit down for about an hour. So okay. for me. I probably don't need this game or else I'm going to get no work done. Um, Look, Chris, I already work almost 60 hours a week in my day job. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have much time as it is. Yeah, there is that. So I have to be very I careful on the it. games that I play. Yeah, I think you'd be fine for about an hour. It's like, I okay. can't really do enough in 20 minutes. And it's gotcha, now gotcha, just gotcha. made me think when we're talking about acquisitions. Uh, Valheim was published, not developed, just published by Coffee Stain, who mm-hmm. is owned by Embracer. 
THQ Nordic. Yes. So, so like, yeah. So they're even involved in Valheim, not to the biggest event amount that they'd want, obviously, but <laughs> they've done well out of it. I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I can't Kate, think of anything else yeah. I say. What did you play? Did you play something this week? Uh, yeah, I've played a fair bit of the Division Two. <laughs> Um, again, picking up games that I can play for a little bit of a time. That's kind of one I like. I like games like that where I can get in and I can like run a mission and then I can, I can bounce because I don't have, I don't get a lot of time to play. So, and I haven't, I never really got to play a whole lot of the division too. So with its expansion that came out recently, it went on sale on, uh, the, the, what is it is it Ubisoft Connect now or is it Uplay Connect? Yes, Ubisoft. U- Ubisoft, Ubisoft Connect. Connect. Um, I've actually that, and if Dave were still here with us, would be very giddy to know that I've actually played a most of the game I played this week is Breath of the Wild on Simu with like all of the 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 shaders going and the game really dressed up. Yeah, so I've been uh, running across Hyrule doing you know looking for something to do i still think it's lame that you broke your weapon break your weapon like you you don't if you enable the no weapon break mod and the game suddenly becomes way more fun i don't care yeah it's 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 become way more fun because it's not fracturing your weapon like it's made out of chopping cardboard i'm sorry but you got a steel sword you can hit more than three people with it before it breaks yeah. yeah, like that's all I did for the mods was I just turned on, you know, um, weapon durability, whatever that mod is. But like everything else is like the game normally is. So there's a lot of cheats in there that you can do, but that takes away a lot of the fun. Like I can let me run out of arrows. Let me run, you know, let me get exhausted. All of those things. But come on. Yeah, the weapon durability really kind of ruined the fun for me. Yeah, but every, everybody plays differently. It's it, yeah. it's it's PC. So yeah, I think that's just that. As I say, it's a good game, Breath of the Wild. Like the weapon degradation, and I don't. And and the other advantage is you don't have to rely on silly um, motion controls, do you? Yeah. Uh, Kit, did mm-hmm. you hear about the latest Switch Pro rumors? Yes. DLSS? Yes. Yes. Bring it on. Especially with the way DLSS has already worked its way, DLSS 2.0 has worked its way into the Unreal Engine. Um, it's only a matter of time. If it gets its way into to Unity, it's over. Hmm. So, yeah. That's pretty exciting. Um, DLSS everywhere. So, I welcome it. Huh? What have you been playing, Alessio? And like I, like I said, uh, some Outriders, the demo. How, and, I got uh, that loaded up. I'm going to play it this weekend, if God willing. Yeah, but uh, you don't have to rush because it's not one of those weekend demos. Actually, it's going to be up uh, even after launch. And it also carries progress to the full game. So really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it's not like like the demo is like the first part of the game, I guess, then? Yeah, it's basically a 
kind of trial, I guess, if you want to see it that, that way. Oh, that's and, how you uh, do it. Yeah, it, it does a lot of things right, you know, because, for example, uh, the developers have stressed out that this is not a live service game. This is like a finished game. Of course, they can put out DLC in the future, but uh, basically they wanted the, the full game to be right there at the start, so, so to speak. So That's cool. That's I like kind that. of an old approach. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's it's pretty fun. It's like basically Gears of War with powers and with some RPG elements, yeah. loot. Yeah, that, but, the way uh, they're doing the demo reminds me of the old shareware days. You could get started and then unlock the game and keep playing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the only thing that I'm not sure of, uh, as I was telling Chris, is that... Uh, it's a bit too linear. I mean, maps are really uh, quite cramped. It's not uh, not really not only not an open world. It's even not uh, wide linear. It's like linear, linear. Oh goodness! Final so Fantasy it, Thirteen. Yeah. Is it so? It's final. As I say, Final Fantasy Thirteen or the medium kind of linear. Uh, yeah, almost. I mean, it's uh, it's very much like a Gears of War game, but uh, not even the latest, because the latest, I think, opened up a bit. Yeah. Like until Gears of War 4. Yeah, sometimes I like it. that. Sometimes I'm good with that, because it, it, yeah. it gets me through the game. If the story's engaging, I don't mind. Yeah, the story actually doesn't seem too bad. Okay. It seems quite, quite interesting. It's just, uh, you know... For this kind of games where you have to replay it uh, for loot, especially to get oh. uh, more powerful items, it's always better, I think, if you have uh, like a proper world to ex- to explore. It's just more fun that way, more immersive. I think. Yeah, well, that's that. Yeah. At least that's uh, my take as an MMO fan. <laughs> so, fair enough. Not good. Yeah, I'll, I might try it. I haven't downloaded the demo yet, but we'll see. I've got I've got Valheim to keep playing. Well, I'm writing an early access preview of that. It's already a well developed game, but I can see really good things coming. And then I need to play um, Subnautica Below Zero or whatever the. It's again Subnautica, another survival game, but again a great one. It is. It's a good one. This year, this is how you do early access or games that you develop and keep developing them. Yeah, you actually keep the developing part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, I think that's about everything. Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah. we'll see you. Unless anything, anybody's got anything else to add? No, I'm good, yeah. guys. I'm hungry. What you got, Alessio? Oh, just just see you next week, and uh, hopefully there will be some some exciting news as well. Because supposedly there are other events coming uh, soon, possibly even a Microsoft event with news of uh, Xbox games. That's when they announced that Bethesda is just making game Xbox exclusives. Yeah, yeah. actually, there is. There is this tidbit of news that uh, came last week, uh, you know, about uh, 
a class action against Bethesda. Not sure if you've read. Uh, basically, if you remember the Fallout 4 season pass, they had said that uh, it would include all future content. Okay. But uh, it doesn't actually include the creation club for Fallout ah. 4. So someone, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, after having bought the season pass and uh, basically believing to have been deceived by Bethesda, uh, well, they filed a lawsuit through a law firm. And uh, it, it recently became to light because with the deal with Microsoft, uh, they are basically also filing a junction Injunction with the judge to possibly stop the the acquisition okay. because they believe it could be a, a billion dollar worth lawsuit. Oh wow! Although it seems to be a bit a bit difficult. So to me, I mean, we don't want to talk too long. We can cover this next week if there's not a massive amount. It's good. It's a big detailed topic, but. Long and short of it is that if Bethesda have developed content and put it inside the Creation Club, then the Bethesda content should be given as part of the season pass. But any content created by other people should be not be part of it because that's other people's creations and it's just it's again yeah. it's paid deals. But that's something to go into next time. <laughs> the big yeah, topic. Yeah. It just uh, like uh, you know, some other attorney said from from like a third party law firm. They said, you know, Bethesda could just open up the season pass to to everyone uh, to include the Creation Club, and uh, basically, it could be enough, possibly. We'll have to. Well, again, it's something. It's a big detail thing because you've got to then include the fact that other people are creating content, which then they've got to get paid for it, and how you base that monetization and everything. It's a massive big. Mm. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's worthwhile looking at that. That could be next week's then. I think, unless mm-hmm. something crops up. Cool deal. But yeah. Yes. I think- is that everything, everybody? Or are we I'm saying good. bye? Au revoir! Bye. Bye. Au revoir!